My name is Phoenix Clouded, and I am joined by the two greatest co-hosts in the world, starting with my guy, Brandon. Sir, how are you today? Man, I am good, Phoenix. It is good to be here. We are, I, for those who have been following the show for a while, you know we break our, uh, we break our show up into different seasons. So we did season one, and then this past year and a half or so, we've been doing, we did season two. So now um, we, are, we are at the end of season two. And mm-hmm. just what a year it's been, man. What a yeah. season. Um, we did have a little bit of a, of a, a I guess, juggle of, of hosts around. But, hey, we, we're here now. We brought, we brought Zach on. He's a great addition to our podcast. Thank you guys for who have been here for, what, two, what, two plus years now? Yeah. Yeah, big two years. Uh, also joining us, of course, Brandon already mentioned it, but Zach Sneeves. Zach is here. What's going on, Zach? How you feeling? Man, I'm doing great. I've been binging a ton of movies this week, so I'll have no issues for our What's Good segment today. So <laughs> I'm feeling on fire. I'm ready to wrap up season two. It's going to be awesome. So and I think uh, it's definitely a great film to go out with is uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So I'm excited. I'm happy about it. So it's been a great time being on season two and I'm glad to wrap up the first season and continue with many more so yeah oh man yeah like these guys said season two man we we kicked off with a bang it was a lot of fun we've gone uh it's actually a shorter season than our first one um but we had a ton of bonus episodes a ton of just great content for you guys we are so excited to get started on season three that's gonna be a blast uh and it's just gonna it's just great to see where this show goes from here on out so i want to thank you guys for for joining us uh for these two years that we've been doing the show and uh hope you guys stick around for more tell your friends you know what i'm saying find us on facebook instagram at film code pod and uh listen along so all that being said we are ending season two with of course an mcu movie <laughs> the latest i've lost count i think this is 28 20 yeah no one knows Maybe. <laughs> it's hard to keep up now that they've incorporated a bunch of shows and stuff yeah so we are somewhere in the late 20s of of marvel movies uh dr strange and the multiverse of madness this is a sequel to the original 2016 dr strange movie finally getting its sequel six years later of course we've seen dr strange appear in infinity war in game no way home so he's back on his own solo adventure uh this time involving the multiverse of madness which we all know plays a role in uh in the mcu going forward so I, I'm curious. I don't think I've actually talked to either of you guys about your thoughts on this. So, Brandon, why don't you kick us off your non-spoiler thoughts on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it was weird going into. I, I, I that that was a weird term for it. I guess you could say it was strange. Now, um, I mean, it was it was weird going into this film because just all of us were on different sides of like spectrum of like when we're seeing it, who we're gonna see it with. Because like I feel I think other than Eternals, all all th- I mean, I think half the films that released last year from Marvel, um, Zach and I saw together in the theater. So we yeah. didn't get a chance to go see it this time around because I went to my local theater 
and then he went to go see it with his A-list. So um, going into this film, I, A-list I was ex- sponsor our show. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need we need Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <You're> advertising <laughs> film code advertisement. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, going into this film, like I've seen it twice now, and I, I, I think I can definitely say this film works in a lot of areas. And there's a few areas I'm like, okay, you need to either explain this or you need to put in extra scenes here and there or something, if that makes sense. But overall, like my non-spoiler thoughts, I overall enjoyed it. Um, there's going to be a lot of praises, a lot of complaints that we go into here. So I know a lot of people are divided on this film. So it should it'll be really interesting to continue to dive into this when we break the seal of spoilers. Zach, how about you? Yeah, going into it, I was uh, pretty excited about it because um, there's been a lot of talk about how they're going to do a lot with this movie. Um, I will say it didn't quite meet my expectations. And there definitely were a few different things that were missing. It could have been a little bit better. Um, but overall, I thought it was a really great movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. I would, I'm going to go see it again tomorrow for the second time. So, yeah, it was, it was great. So I'm not disappointed. Um, I thought it was great. I think people who were expecting other things from all these rumors that are coming out and going expecting to see all this, probably disappointed. Um, that's not Marvel's fault. That's people putting stuff online that they shouldn't be putting online when they don't have any evidence of anything to back it up. So, but I thought it was really great. I just think that unfortunately for a lot of people, they were upset because they were thinking this was going to be something completely different. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, I do too. Um, and, And in all fairness to those people, I do feel like Marvel kind of set it up that way. (laughs) Like, like, uh, I'll get into Not, it. They I'll, didn't set up the photoshops, the extreme photoshops. No, 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 they didn't. The they didn't movie. do that. They didn't do that. But like, uh, I'll get into it more when we when we uh, break the seal. But uh, there was a lot of anticipation for the multiverse, and I think uh, Marvel, the multiverse of madness, it being called that for for one thing. Um, set the expectations a little bit high and I think Marvel sort of sort of leaned into that and it wasn't really that kind of story um so I could see how a lot of people got a little bit disappointed with the movie I think the marketing campaign was 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 done poorly which is the first time I could ever say that for a Marvel movie but I felt like it was done poorly. I felt like they they did too much promotion in terms of, you know, revealing certain clips and certain scenes and stuff like that. So I wish that had been pulled in a little bit more. But other than that, like, I thought it was a solid film. I really enjoyed it, especially the second time around. Um, but I think the, the expectation that that people said and that and sort of the idea that marvel put out there is probably what's what's eating at a lot of people's uh feelings towards this movie um i'm not i'm not so much in that same camp especially now having seen it twice but yeah 
I right. felt like that was that was something that's out there. I mean, yeah, I'll have to agree with you there. Um, something that I've kind of had an issue with is they they've tried to explain the whole multiverse in like I think five projects now between what if no way home towards the end of one division sort of loki and now this mm-hmm. and i mean six if you count morbius which is i, I wouldn't which you shouldn't no. yeah which you shouldn't but um <laughs> I, I i feel like just overall they, they they've all had different versions of how they're going to try and tell the multiverse like killing kang and loki split the multiverse and broke it like different timelines cool but then you go in and say oh America Chavez can just open any universe she wants and enter that universe. Cool. But then you have No Way Home, where Spider-Man botches a spell that which brings in a bunch of different different multiversal characters. And then you have WandaVision towards the end, where she's using the dark hole to explore the different universes to try and find her kids. And I mean, overall, I like how they incorporated WandaVision's side of it into here. Because it tied in with America Chavez pretty well um, and her powers. And I like how I like the continuity of that, but just they, they don't really, I feel like they're just not really staying on track with how they want to tell the multiverse as of right now because of just how different all of these different projects are. That is a thorough, exp- yeah, I 100% agree with that. I mean, yeah, you, you're right. Like you've got five different projects each one having a different way to get to the multiverse and, and the kinds of stories that we can tell in that, in that realm. And yeah, you're 100%. Like they haven't really committed to one pure way. And I feel like that's what people were hoping to get in this movie was like, okay, it's called the multiverse of madness. We're going to get a definitive, definitive, multiversal story universe how it breaks into the mcu where it all ties in and we didn't get that (laughs) or am i wrong like is somebody else is there anybody here who's like wholly satisfied with with this film i'll let zach go first I think that it does tie in somewhat to Loki a little bit in the sense that there's obviously no TVA there to rectify some of the things that occur. So I will say it does tie in that way because it makes perfect sense why they would not be there. Does that make sense? Kind of like by by not putting it in, they are putting it in. Okay, yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point. However, like the TVA was introduced and was ended it just in the six episodes of Loki. So like had Loki not happened and does this just continued on, I feel like either way, the TVA wouldn't have had a, a, a spot to play in this. Well, I, I asked this question because like the TVA is obviously the time variance authority. Do They're not the multiverse police though, are they? Like, I don't, sort of, sort I of. Yeah, I mean, they're they're they kind of are right because, but their way of telling the multiverse is different from going, oh, it's the multiverse. They're just saying, oh, there's different variants of time and like right. equals different yeah, variations. See, uh, yeah, I mean, so it's still a multiverse because 
I don't. Right. I don't. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm. I'm not sure it is because, like, uh, no, it is because uh, what a multiverse is, right? Is mm-hmm. a different choice leads you to a different path, becoming a different version of you. We've seen this with everything, everywhere, all at once. It's it's literally saying the same thing without using the word multiverse. It's using the literal definition of multiverse mm-hmm. to describe it. And, and I get that. What I'm saying is like, so the the time variant authority they know that there are variants in different universes when they show up it's because a variant is like they're they're not showing up because a variant is in a different universe they show up because a variant has altered the timeline i mean okay so now that we're talking about this it's starting to bring up more sense of loki Mm -hmm. because i mean because you bring up a good point like they only showed up when something branched the timeline since the the, since they don't have that all these timelines branched and split together you bring up all right so yeah okay but the thing is now is like america chavez Mm -hmm. has already had already had that power to access different multiverses Mm -hmm. because we saw in the flashback of okay we're gonna break to the seal of spoilers right here (laughs) we might as well go go okay America Chavez, we see the little flashback scene of her with her with both of her moms, and we see that she accidentally sucks them into any kind of universe. And I I can see them setting up some kind of um, show or movie for her to go out and find them. That's great. I'm excited. I'm trying to figure out why she's able to access the multiverse. What what is she a teenager now? Like yeah, maybe ten maybe ten years. 10 years beforehand but you have the tva which i mean they don't have a, a really an aspect of time but they ju- in the marvel cinematic universe they just recently killed kang mm-hmm. so now that you have like you have two deferring things of how to handle the multiverse and well you bring up an interesting point because at the end of loki we saw that they they killed kang and then it fades out and you see like all of these different universes sort of branch out, right? And so, and this is where I say, like, I don't feel like they did a great job connecting these two because who's to say that America Chavez wasn't born out of this br- new branched off timeline, right? So it, yeah, it looks like it happened just then, but you know, because it branched off, it could probably have its own thousand year history. We don't know. And so like, there's, that's my issue is like, yeah, you, you introduced this idea in Loki, but it doesn't fully connect here. And I feel like it should, or, or maybe it shouldn't, but you didn't bring up any other new idea that, that explains it either. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My biggest gripe with Marvel movies right now is unlike where we were watching the very first Infinity Saga, this new saga that they're doing, I guess, which is going to be the multiverse saga. Mm-hmm. Every movie, there's this build up to this big, bad, evil character, right? That's what really the end credit scenes were intended for originally in Marvel movies is to lead up to Thanos right because we see glimpses of different stones throughout the movies this is what it's all about and it leads to thanos here 
recently, I haven't been seeing a clear cut path as to the, you know, the big bad mm-hmm. of this saga. And I think that's an issue that they really need to address soon before people start losing interest. Well, I mean, I, th- I think all of this stuff post in, post Infinity Saga, post Phase 3 now is to get them comic accurate as much as they can. And I feel like they're going to eventually try and set up Secret Wars. That's going to be a little bit down the road because of just how much they need to bring in, how much people they need to introduce. But I feel like they, I feel like they have a clear cut plan. They're just not working on that as of right now. So, so you're thinking they're built, you're they're building characters before they get to that, is what you're I, saying. I, they they have to because I mean they hell they just brought in Shang Chi, they just brought in the Internals, um, they just made um, Sam Wilson Captain America. Right. You have you have um, the Scarlet Witch. Coming? Yeah, you we yeah we have Thor four coming. Uh, we have Guardians three. We have Ant Man three, which involves Kang the Conqueror. So I mean, there's just there's so much that they're going to unpack, but there's so much that they need to tell beforehand. And see, like, so when I saw this originally, and this is now, this is the fourth, I want to say, film project, and the, and when we've had what six uh, series projects. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's so, let's see, there's Black Widow. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and now this. Oh, and no Spider-Man No Way Home. So five films. So we've had five films in phase four. About and six then we've had series. WandaVision, Loki, um, what what if, if, Hawkeye, what Moon Knight, five. Okay. All right, so, so five, five movies, five shows. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, five movies, six shows. Five movies, six shows. Here's what I'm getting, right, so far. It feels like... now. I have the ultimate trust in Kevin Feige. <laughs> like, oh, I have, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have nothing but full trust in Kevin Feige. Now, with that, we've spent 23 films, what, 12 years previously, getting a linear story, right? Maybe something comes up that was in the past, but it's, it ties into where we're at right now. Everybody has been able to follow along. What it seems like they're doing this year, uh, in this this phase, is they're sort of doing it in a puzzle uh, format. You know how like mm-hmm. you'll, when you start like a 500 or 10,000 piece puzzle and you get like the corners, three pieces together, and then you find another two pieces down here in the middle or something like that. That's what it feels like they're doing, where it's like- They're filling these, the gaps. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're putting stuff together over here and over here and uh, down here and right there, but- they're not connecting yet. Like they will eventually, but right now everything's sort of off in its own world. Now I trust that Kevin Feige knows the entire picture and how it's gonna look. But like Zach said, you're gonna exhaust a lot of people's patience with the storytelling that you're doing if right. if it doesn't start to connect soon because you haven't, like, like I said, you, you spent 12 years letting your audience know how this thing flows in a linear linear fashion and now you're going to switch up that approach mm-hmm. like the question that i constantly kept coming back to in this movie and in in the moon knight series and even in um spider-man no way home is where exactly are we in the mcu like when does this take place like is is WandaVision before Loki? I know how these things were re- released, but in story mode, 
Loki could take place before WandaVision. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier could happen after Shang-Chi. Like, there's no real way of knowing exactly where we are in the timeline, as like exactly where the story is. That's where I'm a little lost. I do as, know that Hawkeye happens after Spider-Man. Christmas. Cool. I mean, but okay. or, or during the same time. I have no idea. You, you bring up a good point about that. Um, I, I, I've been trying to keep up with how they're explaining the timeline. WandaVision takes place nine days after Endgame. Sweet. However, so, Loki takes place during Endgame, you could argue. During Endgame, however, the TVA doesn't exist on any kind of time point. Right, so I guess... Because they've been able to see, like, every branch of time that no, it's Loki just, it's had. it's a spin-off of the timeline. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, What If is its own entity. Um, Hawkeye, I'm assuming, takes place um, that winter of Endgame, like, uh, post-Endgame. Yeah. We know it's post-Endgame, yeah. That yeah. Happen. Because, I mean, you have the Rogers the Musical, everyone's trying to tie it in, but, I mean, Rogers the Musical is something that could easily run more than just one year. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, Broadway, Broadway, you had, um, what is it? Beetlejuice the Musical. You had that for years on Broadway. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate they, they've just started pulling it, but um, like they have multi-year runs. So Hawkeye could have taken place that winter. And then the year after is Snow Way Home. And then uh, Eternals, I'm not sure where it takes exactly. place because they don't really have any tie into the MCU. And then, um, and well, I mean, we know, yeah, Shang-Chi is also kind of its own entity for now because we've had Captain Marvel and we had Wong at the end, at the end credits. Right. So we can also, we can deduce that that is also after Endgame, but still. Comertage is also still up and running at that point. Okay, Doctor Strange though is after Spider Man. Yeah, yes, that yeah, we know, yes. That we that we yeah. know. Of so, of... so after Spider Man is Hawkeye, and then it seems Doctor Strange after that. Okay. So, but but then you have Moon Knight, you have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? <laughs> yeah. What yeah. if? I mean, that's that's. I have no idea. I can't tell you where Eternals <laughs> is. Eternals is all over the place, really, because mm-hmm. they're talking about the you know throughout history. So, so getting back to this movie, yeah, take a look. yeah, we've uh, gone so far yeah. on a tangent. <laughs> um, so the one thing that I think uh, that I like about this movie is probably the one thing that I think most people dislike about it, which is it feels very much like a comic book, like. I don't know if like you guys have ever read a run like you ever read um yes. I don't know like like an eight series run on like Wolverine or whatever right and then all of a sudden you like that story ends and you pick it up uh you pick up uh, an X-Men story and some of that story ties into that eight eight comic book run of Wolverine right that's sort of what this feels like. This feels like it, it, it's a Doctor Strange movie. Yes, it's a Doctor Strange story, but it really feels like a, a, an, a, an epilogue to WandaVision, in, in my opinion. Yes and no. Um, it feels like, I mean, it's definitely a follow-up to WandaVision. I don't see it as an ep, like an epilogue or anything, because epilogue is just like, oh, you, you explain here things here and there, and you just wrap it up. Yes, it's I mean, that is in. what they did with Wanda. So yeah. I think it makes his point. 
okay, yeah, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Because that's the end of her trying to get her children back from the mm-hmm. series. So, like, that, I feel like, like, that full story is finally finished in this movie, which is great. Like, I actually dig that, and I like how it, it is, like, comic book format like that. Um, but I know, like, some people, like, you know, you, you call the movie Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and I think both of those things sort of take a backseat to finishing out this story with Wanda. Gotcha. I, I, I get what you mean. Um, there was something that I noticed in this film, which I mean, I kind of liked is how they handled the Illuminati because mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been cool if they got Tom Cruise like everybody was wanting <laughs> because I, I say this not because I'm like, oh, I want fan service. I want to see Tom Cruise as an Iron Man <clears throat> in the Illuminati verse. I, I, I guess you can call it that. Well, wait, they did, have... we say, did we give a spoilers notice yet? Yeah, at all? Yeah, yes, we did. We did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we tore that seal a while ago um i missed it okay hey, you're good we had the because we had the illuminati introduced and it could have worked because in there you see ultron fully running how how tony would have actually wanted to be had it not got hacked mm. so i mean it would have been perfect to bring in a different version of iron man one like i guess they call what do they call him superior iron man yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But Superior yeah. Iron Man is evil. Really? Yes. He's he's uh, a much more aggressive version of Tony Stark. Yeah. Gotcha. Then he's evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no. He's not aggressive. Like the guy literally, like makes people. He basically gives them this serum that makes them look beautiful, and it's like a drug to them. He makes them addicted to. Mm-hmm. That's ah. what Superior Iron Man is. Or yeah, so, gotcha. So, yep. so we have. I guess I, I like how they handled the Illuminati, though. They so, brought they brought in somebody that of a Marvel piece of content that I never saw. Inhumans, in yeah. Inhumans that had a what like one season two episode run and then just got <laughs> oh, scrapped. Six, six or seven, thank you. I watched every single one of them. Oh, I'm did you so get this? Sorry. Did you did you see it in theaters when they released? The episodes yes, I did. I saw the first <laughs> one in theaters. Jeez, I, I I've never heard of the Inhumans, so I had no interest in seeing it. But every person that I've, I've heard speak on it is like, it may have been the worst thing that Marvel's ever done. And I don't, I don't even think it was Marvel. I think it was like, it was it was Marvel Television. So it was uh, under uh, Jeff Loeb uh, at the time. It was not under Kevin Feige. Right. That's when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all the other TV shows at the time were loosely tied to Marvel, but not not Marvel, Marvel proper. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I, there wasn't the, Marvel Studios doing it. Right. So, like, the Illuminati yeah. had Black Bolt of the Inhumans, uh, obviously Mordo, who is the Sorcerer Supreme, uh, Professor X, Professor Monica Rambeau as Captain Marvel. Monica Rambeau's Captain Marvel, uh, Captain Carter, uh, and uh, oh, <laughs> John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Which you was... know what's absolutely wild is somebody fan casted him. Like if you if you go up and search John Krasinski, uh, Mister Fantastic fan cast, somebody literally made a Photoshop edit of him like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And like did it almost perfect version 
I feel like they took from that. I, I feel like they took his costume design from that fan edit because yeah. it looks almost accurate, other than like mean, the patch being bigger on his chest. I mean, like honestly, it was always it like it it may have been a rumor for as long as I can remember of John Krasinski being fan casted as Reed Richards, and so like to get that was awesome. Like, I, like it was kind of crazy because I'm like I was the only one who actually cheered in my theater, which I thought was weird. I was like. Y'all been wanting this forever. How how am I the only one cheering? But like that was it, me with Bruce Campbell's cameo. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was really cool. And but at the same time, I was like, it feels very inconsequential because what happens later is Wanda kills pretty much the entire Illuminati. Um, so I feel like. I, like I, I've always liked the, the John Krasinski fan casting, but at the same time, I'm like, eh. <laughs> like, like if we get it, we get it. If we don't, we don't. And I personally feel like we got it here, and I think that's it. I think it, when we get Fantastic Four, it'll be someone else. Um, I, I. I think when we get Professor X, it'll be someone else. So that, that's where I'm at with that. I did enjoy how Wanda killed the, <laughs> the Illuminati. Uh, yeah, uh, that that's something else we need to touch on. Wanda's a badass in this movie. Like, I think yeah. they made her appropriately powerful and terrifying. Like. This has to be the most we've seen of Wanda's abilities ever uh, since she's been here. So, so I want to kind of bring it back a little bit here because we kind of skipped over like pretty much most of the beginning of the movie here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because we were diving into, I guess, what the meat and potatoes of it all. So yeah, <laughs> let's go back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah, let's start from the beginning. So like, yeah, so we opened up with a scene with America Chavez and another... Well, see, this is where Loki would tie, right? This is another variant of Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. So she's running with this other variant of Doctor Strange. There's this big eye monster attacking them. Um, Marvel fans, someone get upset with me. I forget the name of that creature, but it's it's attacking them and they're running. And basically, Doctor Strange, that variant, gets killed. And we see Doctor Strange waking up from the stream he had of that. And then he goes to a wedding, which, by the way, was very sad. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I felt for him on that. Man, you guys, I mean, oh, you, you get, what would you say? You get, like, the, just the, the basic Marvel uh, banter of just, like, people catching up post-snap, uh, post-blip. And then, and then he's like, you saved the world. You say you're the best, best doctor, best superhero, but you're still going to get the girl. I'm like, oh my God, how could you just do that to me? I mean, I, that was a cold thing to say, but I mean, I feel them. Like, mm-hmm. this, this is the one thing, and I may be the only one who feels this way, but I wish that they did a series, at least, on those five years. Like, those five years where everyone was gone, and what was happening to not just the Avengers, but like to everyone else, like what was going through their minds 
during that, those five years. Because I feel like we've gotten glimpses of it. And that was another one where it was like, you know, I don't know if these people are grateful or not, or if they're more resentful. And I think that's just interesting to explore. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the so we have this going on and then they ha- they and then they just they bring up the question. Are you happy, Stephen? And I actually like that question being asked throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that one other monster from I, what, what was that? Was that thing brought in from What If, Zach? No, it wasn't brought in from. I don't. Well, you know what? That's a great question, and I don't have the exact answer. I don't know if it's the same creature we see in Captain Carter, or what exactly it is. But yeah, basically, they from the dreams it's chasing america through the streets of new york and now this variant dr strange finds her and that's that's how we come across america's chavez so uh for those who don't know um i've heard this argument a couple times about america being random um america is not some random character marvel just kind of threw at the movie it was like oh we're just gonna throw her in here no like her actual powers are multiversal travel through huge star portals in the comics that's exactly what her power is so i don't know any other way they could have it really introduced her besides maybe a mini series but to be honest i think it was fine how they did because it ties into the whole concept of what this movie is about which is the multiverse so mm-hmm. um they, i think that they did a good job bringing her in um i think yeah if you don't read the comics it's unfortunate um but let's be honest, if you're going to go see this movie, like there's a point in time where you didn't know who Iron Man was. You didn't know who <laughs> Captain America was. Like if right. you were going to be real here, Iron Man and Captain America were not A-list characters on the Avengers roster before the movies were made. So, yeah, I mean, they have to start somewhere, but no one complains about those movies. So, right. you know, I don't think it's fair to really say, oh, well, it's just random and we can't be blamed for not reading the comics. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's fine. And if you don't care about her as a character right now, that's fine too. But I don't know any other way you really would want to be brought in besides a miniseries. And do we really need another one of those? No. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I really like the America Chavez character, actually. Um, I, I think she's great. Like, and yeah. now I say that and I don't want to jump ahead, but like something happens later in the film that I'm not a fan of when it comes to her, but we'll get there. Um, so obviously she tells them, you know, what, what she is and where she comes from. Uh, and then, you know, they, they say the line, like, you know, this, this isn't, this isn't sorcery. It's witchcraft. It's witchcraft. I I immediately knew I'm like, we're getting Wanda here. Yeah, and it's like, okay, so now he's like, okay, I know somebody who deals with witchcraft, and he goes out and he finds Wanda. And this scene, to me, is probably one of the scariest scenes, <laughs> in my opinion, from Wanda. Um, you know, she's there. Well, before even then, you know, she's having this dream about her being with her kids, and it's so touching. It's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up, and you realize it's a dream. And there's an instant color palette change i'm not sure if anyone noticed that but like when she's still in the dream and just when she wakes up it's a little bright yellow and then as soon as that realization comes in that it's a dream it shifts to dark gray like a tint of gray i was like oh 
I'm like, oh, that's just evil the way they did that. But then he comes and he sees her at this apple picking place or whatever. And he's trying to tell her about America and all of that. And when she said her name, I was like, ooh, he never told her her name. <laughs> See, I didn't pick up on that my first viewing. I just, I'm like, because um, there's just so much expository dialogue going at the time. I'm like, all right, I'm like, all right. And then they stop. I'm like, she's like, I never said her name, did I? I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, I realized that too, Phoenix. As yeah. soon as she so, said it. As soon as she said, I was like, he never said her name. I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh. And like for me, seeing the, the trailers, I don't know, because I stopped uh, after the first trailer. I didn't watch any other trailers. So I don't know if this is true, but this is just my opinion. I didn't know that that Wanda was going to be the central antagonist in this movie. Like, I had a feeling. There was a lot of speculation that like, she would be. I mean, like, I, I, I figured she would, I thought she would eventually become an antagonist, right? Like, so, like, there'd be another threat, they'd handle it, and then something in her would snap, and then she would, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I, I figured it would be. I didn't think that she would be the one right out of the gate, the one who was chasing America, the one who brings brings forth all of this i was like wow so like seeing that i was like oh okay so this is a this is a pretty much avengers versus uh scarlet witch kind of story so i was i was kind of taken aback by that but yeah uh it was great and i love the line she says when she's like you know hand her over or it won't be wanda who comes for her yeah it'll be the scarlet witch i was like oh she dangerous y'all she was dangerous (laughs) <laughs> yeah Something, so in the in the comic she does become evil so yeah. i mean they also did set that up in one division when um darkhold <laughs> yeah when when Ag- i mean not not at the end credit scene i'm talking about when agatha was um when she was reading the darkhold then talk about prophesizing that the scarlet witch would destroy everyone's like oh okay now she's gonna be different she's not gonna follow that route she's gonna change fate no, she doesn't change face. She literally destroys in this film as the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to the scene where they're defending Comertage. Um, Comertage. And stupidly enough, they bring America there, which is funny because she even acknowledges it. She goes, <laughs> So you told her where I was going to be and you brought me right here. <laughs> and he's like, Yep. <laughs> it's like, Yeah. Yeah. So. I was like, And I mean, like, she made she, a great point. <laughs> like she wrecks shop at Carmitage. I was like, whoa. Cause I mean, like, first off, I, I think it's impressive that there's a magic sort of almost close to as, as strong as powerful as hers. Cause they were able to defend it from her for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when she found that crack in the shield, I mean, she just she she tore through that, tore through him. It was crazy. And everything that they tried to do to stop her, it just wasn't it, it, nothing, nothing penetrated. And like her breaking through the reflections, sick man, <laughs> just just sick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I like man, like in terms of making her a legitimate viable threat, I think they, I think they did an excellent job in that, in that regard. Yeah. Um she she was very frightening in this film and i i mean i'm glad they brought in the director that they did sam remy yes 
he's a huge guy for horror, horror related stuff. He did the he did the Spider Man Toby trilogy, which was which is I call it the Holy trilogy, <laughs> uh, as much as, as well as like literally everybody else. But um, he's done a lot of horror related stuff, and you could see some of the stuff he did previously tie in this film. Like if you were to if like if you were in this film, if you were let's just say you were a huge Raimi fan. And you went to this film not knowing Sam Raimi directed this. There's just so many elements in this film. Be like, Sam Raimi directed this. <laughs> you could definitely tell it's his touch on it. Like, like in terms of just like the visuals and the body horror and stuff like that. Like when she's climbing out of the the, the mirror oh, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she, oh, not just that. When she's putting her hand through the mirror, that's literally a direct callback to Evil Dead. Because nice. that exact same shot happens in that film. Nice, yeah. All of his touches are throughout this film. Like easy, easy to pinpoint if you know any Raimi film. Like, yeah, I 100% agree. You would be like, if if you didn't know, and then at the end it popped up, directed by Sam Raimi, you would be like, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, one thing I do want to touch on, I felt like the big green ox that they had was the most pointless <laughs> character. Oh my God. And you bought like five Funkos of that <laughs> No, it's only one. There's only one. There's okay. only one Funko, but they made, okay. So Phoenix, you don't know this. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I collect these things called Funko Pops, which are these little vinyl figures. I don't know if anyone else collects them. I'm sure a lot of people do. Many people I know do, but they made a whole figure for this guy. <laughs> I'm not kidding. A whole figure, Rintra. It's written on the box. It's an extra large one, so it's an even more money. It's like twenty bucks. Right. <laughs> and they made, and they have a, a whole action figure. It's a bobblehead <laughs> for him. And I pre-ordered it because I'm like, you know, well, obviously, if they make a <laughs> pop of him, he's going to be important in this film. He was in the film for like less than two minutes. Not even two minutes. Not he, even. He had two lines, and then he and then he was just there to get like brutally. He mean. did absolutely nothing. Yeah. So oh, I'm wondering man. if they reshot and just cut out some of the stuff with him because that was the biggest disappointment for me was the fact <laughs> I now have a bobblehead of him coming, and he does absolutely. That. I would have bought it anyways, but. The fact that they made it a, a, a bobblehead just it bothers me because it, well, he had nothing to do in the movie. So, anyways, that's my little right <laughs> there. But um, I think you're totally justified in that one. <laughs> something yeah. else, something else that I I, I love, um, uh, not love, but I think it's just hilarious. It's not. It's too funny not to love. Is Wong in this film, I'm so glad you brought up that one character because Wong in this film, dude, the Sorcerer Supreme. And just because four of his guys are like getting tortured by Wanda about to die, he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to tell you where the other dark hole is so I can just screw the rest of the world. And honestly, Wong pissed me off in this film because it's not just that. You have it towards the end of the film, like the middle of the film, he's like, Oh, you would get your own kids at the cost of your at the cost of another child's life, and then towards the end, he's like, "Take America's power." <laughs> I was like, "Are you a hypocrite?" Uh, and actually, I think that is something that they explore uh, throughout the film is that Stephen Strange is a hypocrite. 
<laughs> like not, no, not strange. Like, I'm talking about yeah, Wong like here. Wong, strange, like everyone in this is sort of sort of hypocritical because at the end of the day, like you have to do what you have to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they also brought that up in the first Doctor Strange. That's why Mordo goes bad. Is right. They have all these rules in place. They have all these different tr- things, and they and they break them to help the situation at hand at the moment, mm-hmm. like using the time stone. Mordo was so mad about that, yeah. and then even the even the ancient one using uh, using dark uh, uh, borrowing from in, the dark magic. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's nothing new in this film. I'm glad they continued on with that, showing that somebody else should definitely be Sorcerer Supreme, someone who's more mature and more willing to not break the rules, even if it came down to it last resort. So, yeah. So we get to the part where Wanda has captured America at Carmitage, and. She freaks out, goes through a portal, goes to the other New York City alternate version of the Psychic's Utopia. We meet Mordo. He essentially drugs Doctor Strange in America. And then that's when we come back full circle from where we started to the Illuminati, which yeah. was which, badass to see. I don't want to dive into that just yet. I want to bring up um, Bruce Campbell's cameo in this film. Oh, so God. for those who don't know, um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't understand why anyone cheered. I didn't get it. Okay. <laughs> all right. So lie. all right. So Sam Raimi, um, his one of his first works was Evil Dead, starring Bruce Campbell as Ash. And so every single every single project that Sam Raimi has done, Bruce Campbell has been there to do some kind of cameo in any of any of his films. Like even the in the Raimi trilogy of spider-man he was the ring announcer to first introduce spider-man into the ring at the wrestling match he was the guy he was the, he was the snotty um usher who wouldn't let him in to see mary jane's play in the second one and then in the third one he was the guy at the french restaurant nice. so in this one he's the he's the pizza stand guy as soon as i heard his horse i'm like that's bruce campbell let's go yeah. but i mean it just worked because everyone was speculating if he would be in this film. I knew he was going to be in this film. <laughs> all things considered, because it's a Raimi project. But it was just trying to figure out where he would play in. So when he showed up, I loved it. I I, I was the only person to cheer in my theater. <laughs> and you still are. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, when he showed up, too, I was like, is that Bruce Campbell? <laughs> I was like... So like I I had a reaction to it, but I was it was mostly just like, what? Of course he threw him in here, but that that's hilarious. Uh, that one other thing I do want to talk about or mention before we go into the Illuminati, um, is Mortal explaining what dream walking is, and like that whole scenario of what it is is like what the dark hold allows you to do is you know step into another multiverse, possess that person. And, like, what you do in that realm does happen. But, like, like so it's not like a dream. It's like you actually did it. You and, just possess the soul of yeah, another. And, like, but you can just leave at any time. So I'm like, I think that's kind of sick. And, like, and that basically becomes the basis for I think the rest of the film is, like, this dream walking thing, what it, what it allows a person to do and, and the damage that they can cause. And I think Whew, it's sick. I, I mean, it's sick. And I think I love that scene just when he explains it. Uh, it just it 
speaking of the horror elements that Sam Raimi puts into it, man, he made that scene look fantastic. Oh, and mm-hmm. I love that they did give us a little bit of backstory on America then as well, too, with the yeah. where you could see the dream, mm-hmm. like, or not the dream, but her memory. Relive your past. Relive yeah. the past. I thought that was really great. Um, because that gives us a little for those who don't know, it does give them more insight to her as a character, where she's from, and so so on. Mm-hmm. Also, so, also want to bring up the statue of Doctor Strange right? in this universe, where they mentioned that he's he killed Thanos. He he lost his life killing Thanos. And uh, uh, when we get to the Illuminati scene, we see we see dead Thanos, which is crazy uh, to to us who who witnessed the infinity saga but like yeah they like in this universe apparently they put it into thanos in a gruesome way but yeah that was just really cool to see yeah um something that i i I hate to keep like pulling us away from diving into the whole illuminati stuff for a second (laughs) Raimi's camera work i forget who a cinematographer is cinematographer but like the way, when he's explaining dreamwalking and you have yeah. just like the overlapping shots of like all the different characters yeah. that's just I, I hate i hate to keep saying it but that's just that's pure Raimi right there oh yeah and that was like like i said that was probably one of my favorite scenes just the way it was shot and the way it was done it really brought out the horror aspect of it uh john matheson is was the uh cinematographer so and Danny Elfman was the composer, which adds again to that horror aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we started with the Illuminati. We're finally back here. <laughs> so we we get to see the the full Illuminati: Reed Richards, Black Bolt, Captain uh, Captain Carter, Miss Marvel, or sorry, Captain Marvel in uh, in this universe, and Professor X. Um, so there's they 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 tell them what exactly happened to their Doctor Strange in their universe, and we get to see the full power of Black Bolt. That scene was so was so cool because like like I said, I never watched Inhumans, so I don't know uh, if he did ever did that in the show. He did, he yeah. did, and it was it was cool. I you know. I don't think that humans was any by any means great, but I thought it was a good show. Like I enjoyed it. Right. I just I just think that they didn't do a great job of hyping up that show. Like their advertising for it was crap. And unless you were like a super Marvel fan, you had no idea what it was. Like, and it just it didn't tie in. It was it was sloppy as as far as that regard. So I think people would have enjoyed it more if they'd known about it. And there were some things that they could have done better for sure in, in the overall show. But yeah, he did that in the show. And I thought it was badass. And I, I still think it's badass. Yeah. I love when he does that. It's so cool. That's actually a <laughs> uh, spoiler alert for those who don't know the backstory of Black Bolt. That's how he kills his parents is he gets his powers and he speaks and he's like, why are you yelling? And as he speaks, they're splattered oh. against the wall. Oh, shit. Wow! It, it, show, it shows it in that show. It shows that moment in that oh, show. Damn it, now you're gonna make me go watch watch humans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that particular scene, and all he says is "I'm sorry," and it like it just echoes, and you can hear it like get louder in certain areas, softer in certain areas. 
and you really just get a full sense of his his ability. I just thought that was that was cool. And yeah. and then because then we get the callback mere seconds later when you know um Reed Richards tells her like Black Bolt can destroy you with one whisper from his mouth and she goes, What mouth? What mouth? <laughs> I, I, I I find I just I, I that's nerve-wracking to me that <laughs> not just that because it happened. They call him the smartest man alive. <laughs> and then he proceeds to tell them, tell Wanda well, Black Bolt's power, not even 10 seconds, not even like two minutes later. I'm like, in, in, in his defense, in his defense, she's not from their world. So they really had no idea how truly powerful she was. I mean, yeah, because they, they definitely underestimated Wanda because they saw how Wanda was in their universe. Right. So real quick, I want to back it up just a little bit. And talk about the Illuminati themselves. And we see them in that scene after they defeated Thanos. So that's just something I love. Because we know how Captain Carter ends up. How she where, how she gets there. Uh, she gets sucked through the teleporter. So she's not there the entire 70 years. But the Avengers. In this universe. The Avengers don't get broken up. Mm. Because there's no Bucky involved. Mm. So that being said. Since there's no Bucky involved, there's no reason for the Avengers to split. They're all together to defeat Thanos. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's that why we have yeah. yeah, that's why we get superior Iron Man with him um just being able to what's the term for it? Being able to control Ultron. There's no Hydra overtake. Once again, he's evil. I'm just saying he's not good. He is evil. I don't think. <laughs> Reed Richards in this universe created Ultron. Not Did he really? Not, yes. Not yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So I, I rest my case then. No. I rest. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, but the one thing I do, I am very interested in is so we know that this universe to go to is 838. And um, like, Obviously, I feel like you could obviously do another story or a follow-up story in this universe, but I don't really want them to. I do want to see what other universes are like. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least where, what our heroes that we know, you know, what their stories are in another universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that interested me. I also, when I saw it again, I, I feel like she kills the Illuminati, but I don't, I'm not I don't believe she kills Captain Marvel. I feel like she keeps she, her down for a minute. No, she's dead. I, I don't believe that. I, like, you know what I'm saying? We see we see everyone die. She rips uh, uh, her Mr. Hand. Fantastic in, in, in pieces. She makes Black Bolt blow his head off. She splits Captain Marvel in two. Or, or, or Captain, uh, Carter. Captain Carter in two. But all she does is she, she, throw a statue on Captain Marvel, and you see her. But, you see her pass out, but I'm not sure if she's dead. Or not. But there, yeah. But her hand is open, and then their their signal for death in the MCU is when they do this, and then it it just falls like this. That, yeah, she, she could she's still be dead. unconsciousness. So uh, we'll Phoenix, leave that up in the air. <laughs> I w- so on our team's chat of just some of our coworkers, I would just sent a picture a couple minutes ago of. How Professor X died. Tell me how yes. Professor X died, Phoenix. <laughs> this time, <laughs> uh, he goes into Wanda's mind. And this, again, just shows how powerful Wanda is. He goes into Wanda's mind. 
uh, he he finds the Wanda of that universe and he tries to rescue her. But Scarlet Witch comes through in this red mist. One of the one of the great horror moments of this movie comes through eyes lit and just snaps <laughs> Professor X's neck. Like no, actually, I, she does that motion. If you if you look at it closely, mm-hmm. his head gets severed off his body. Like, like she's vicious, like pure viciousness. And what I what I realized on the second viewing is like the reason Wanda is so powerful. Well, obviously because she's Scarlet Witch, but one of the things that makes her so powerful is once she knows what your power is, she can use it against you. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just terrifying (laughs) like it makes her nearly impossible to beat and it doesn't matter who you are we know charles xavier is one of the most powerful mutants of ever and yeah nothing like like i mean i would like to see her go against jean gray obviously i thought we were (laughs) gonna get that fight honestly when that because when they said that she was gonna have a fight with an x-men character i thought it was gonna be jean gray just about just based off how both of their powers are yeah but see i think jean gray honestly would have snapped her neck <laughs> i mean i think jean gray is powerful i i would say jean gray's power level is above wanda's Ooh, that's a that's a question that's i a- mean that i mean that's i mean i could see an argument where it's not but i can there's definitely a, a very very good argument for it to be i, she I feel like feel like if it's a multiversal fight like each one wins in a different multiverse you know what i'm saying like it goes back and forth back and forth in every multiverse but uh yeah we're getting off time but anyway um so they basically dr strange america and uh variant of christine palmer escape uh they're they're getting to the waypoint of um where the uh, captures america what? Wanda captures America. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, where they get to the waypoint where they have the Book of Ashanti, which is the thing that they've been trying to get to this entire thing time because it's the book that is the antithesis to the Dark Code. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Wanda gets there. She destroys the book. Uh, she makes America, opens a portal for America to send uh, Strange and Palmer, Christine Palmer into another dimension. Then she sends her back to where the Wanda is, who's dreamwalking, and and uh, and they go from there. Ooh, excuse me. Um, so yeah, like we went through this is this is like an hour and a half into the movie. We finally get to the book of Ashanti, the thing that's supposed to destroy her, and it's gone in two seconds. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like well, great. Like <laughs> now we're in a totally different, you know, saying ball game. And this is where I feel like some people, maybe this isn't where, but like you could argue that this is where some people have issues with the script, right? Because you've built up this MacGuffin, this entire movie. We finally get to it. It's destroyed in a matter of seconds. I mean, the, the, the Book of Ashanti has less screen time than than that green ox huh. <laughs> that you're mad at. Like, well, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> so 
So it's like, okay, well, what do we do now? And then once we see Strange and uh, the Doctor there in the, this universe that's uh, apparently in the middle of an incursion, and they meet the other Doctor Strange there who who has the Darkhold. He, he basically, and for those of us who watched What If, this is where we felt like there was, there was the tie-in to that. He's sort of a variant on that character, but it's not. I, I was actually so mad because in the marketing, they were like they had him pretty much portraying that evil strange from what if, and this right. is definitely not that what uh, version. Yeah, he's like a. He, I mean, like if you take if you take the idea that that what if doesn't matter, right? It's not a not canon to this story, right? Or or you know, what I'm saying it's animated, so it doesn't really live in this world. You could say that this is that same character, it's just his motivations were different. So like, well, well, slightly different. Like he was basically trying to find a world where him and Christine could be together. Well, that's the same thing that the What If version was wanted anyway, so I guess it makes sense. And basically created an incursion and he he, he had the dark hole, which he was using to, to basically do all of that. And uh, yeah, like for me, this is this is just where for me the story gets a little messy. It is it, it, it when I say that like we got he's got to use the dark hole now. He has to possess a dead version of himself in another universe. He gets attacked by the souls of the damned. You know, what I'm saying like it's just it it seems like it's a lot of stuff I mean, coming in at one time that yeah. that wasn't present before. Yeah, I mean, I, I know this is kind of like like an outside factor of it. I like the Souls of the Damned because when they're attacking Christine Palmer, just the camera—I I, I know this is stupid—but the camera, the camera angles, the camera shots of her like fighting the demon, grabbing the camera, and all that—that's also just Raimi. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, but yeah, no, back to it. I kind of get what you're saying. Um, my issue here was. Because overall, you just had all this going on, and then you had Strange balancing his 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 actual self in that um, incursioned world. Because that, that, that's what the term for it. Because uh, when an incursion is when two worlds collide with each other, and that's what happened in that universe. And then you have him on six one six, and as um, possessing the dead guy. My. My issue here is like, because I mentioned it earlier, is they have that fight, everything happens. And then they have that fight, and Wong realizes they're overpowered. And then he just goes, Strange, take America's power. After literally, I guess I, I know I just said this earlier, but literally like an hour earlier from the film, he says, Oh, hey, yeah. We're not. Uh, we're not gonna let you do that. We're not. We're not gonna let you kill a child just so you can have your kids. But right. I, yeah, I like how they defeat Wanda here, because they know they're physically outmatched. America knows this too. She gets her to the point where she just at least gets her off her, so she can create a multiversal portal. She portals open to immediately to eight three eight's version of Wanda and her kids, and she realizes oh shit, I'm not a, she's like, I'm not a monster, I'm a mother. 
she says that the entire time. And then as soon as she gets to physically see her kids, ah, it's a monster, it's a witch. <laughs> they they could they couldn't physically beat her, so they found a way to um, emotionally and mentally beat her. I mean, yeah, but here's the thing: is the Book of Ashanti is an ancient Marvel relic throughout Marvel lore. So the fact that they're just saying it's gone period is very stupid. Like, it's it's very stupid to say that. <laughs> so like, I don't even know how they're gonna recover from that. If you're if you're an actual Marvel fan of the comics, like that pissed you off for sure because that is throughout comics, like through Doctor Strange comics specifically for like ever. Like it, it's it's a very well like uh sought after artifact throughout the Marvel universe. So to say it's just gone is very dumb. <laughs> it's, it's very dumb. Like but I do like what they did with the ending, but I still think that they should have incorporated Book of Ishanti somewhere instead of the Dark Hole to defeat her. And like it would have been cool if she did that with the souls of the damned, but like, and then like you know like, I don't know like something from Book of Ashanti like beings of light or something you know where they like you know kind of go head to head this epic battle. But I mean, yeah, I I liked what they did, but I think they just could have done better by using Book of Ashanti in the ending. I mean, and the part that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way is. So they get Wanda trapped. You know, they know they can't beat her. And he's talking as the zombie version of himself. And basically, all he does is give America some words of encouragement. And that's what gives her the strength to control the powers. I was like, yeah. (laughs) So I I read Nathan, I, I read both Nathan and Nick's reviews on this. And they had issues with that. They're like, oh, she couldn't just get, she couldn't control her power the entire film. But after a pep talk, she gets, listen, listen, (laughs) she's always known how to, she just didn't want to. I, that's, I guess that's a way to put it. Like deep down, she's known how to use it, but she's just too afraid to explore and how to use that. But when, I mean, when it came to last resort, she, she harnessed her inner power and then she did it. Yeah, I I get that, but it just looked it just felt lazy, right? Because we lost the book of Ashanti. Like, like, like Zach said, if maybe they have gotten the book of Ashanti, maybe she read it or glanced at it, something where she got a clue and was like, oh, okay. And now she knows how to control her power. That to me would have been better than just, hey, you can do it. Rally, rally ho, and she got it. Like, no. Well, right. So to me, like that, that's that's just the one issue I had, like one main problem I had with it. But I overall I liked what they did, you know, using the emotional aspect to to get Wanda to, to realize, you know, what she was. But mm-hmm. but I just hated that. <laughs> I just hated that aspect of it. I get what you mean. Um I I don't like how they ended it. I feel like the ending just felt rushed. After, a little bit. Because, I mean, you had Wanda sacrifice herself. Is she dead? Who knows? No. And at this point, I'm like, at this point, who cares? Because you already know they're going to find a way to bring them back, bring her right. back somehow. If, if you don't see a character's death, they're not dead. 
because <laughs> yeah, like especially you had that red glow at the end everyone's like oh it's just her using the the, the very end of her power i don't see it that way only because I, I have a feeling either she's still alive, either 616 Scarlet Witch is still alive, or we're just going to get a different universe version. I feel like she traversed the multiverse because I feel like she she took enough of America's powers that I feel like she probably could travel the multiverse if she wanted to. Plus, she's the Scarlet Witch. So, you know, I just feel like she can do whatever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> But like she can do whatever. You know what's crazy is like someone brought this up and I have to agree with them. I maybe it's because I just couldn't get Paul Bettany. How crazy is it that in every universe she's looked at, she there's no vision. vision. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Literally and metaphorically. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So uh, do, do we really need to talk about the post credit scenes? I feel like they yes. were kind of inconsequential. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, 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 we do. Clea uh, in the comics eventually becomes his wife. And doesn't so, she also so that's who that Sorcerer is. Supreme? Yes, she also is the Sorcerer Supreme. So her name is Clea? Clea. Clea Strange in the comics. Nice. That will become his wife. And that is, was played by Charlize Theron. Um, and she's like a she's like related to Dormammu in some way. Ah. But she breaks free of the evil his evil after she meets Strange and then marries Strange. All right. Ah. So at least Strange gets a happy ending. I like that. Uh yeah, so and then the final post credit scene. No. <laughs> which, which, yes. we'll, uh, which we'll do at the end of this show. We'll talk about the very end of this show. I love 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 this cameo because bruce campbell was just able to end it it was a spider-man homecoming end credit scene yeah. everyone's just waiting he's like ha, 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 it's, it's over, over. <laughs> i just love that so much because because like every marvel movie nowadays has like two like super consequential um endings and everyone's like oh my god how are they gonna wrap this up how are they gonna wrap that up i'm just glad they they did this how it is because i mean so, i think every other not every other, every like two or three films, they got to throw in like a joke in credit scene, something that like just pisses people off or sitting there through seven minutes of credits just for that. So like, I get it. I mean, it's kind of, kind of a, kind of a shit move, but I get it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. One last thing I want to talk about with this film, strange getting his third eye. It's not, it's less of, oh my God, he just got a third eye. I can see that. I, I can see that getting pulled right out of the comic books. Like, yeah, uh, he, yeah, he just had a third that eye. Comics, yeah. yeah. So, like, technically, that's four because the eye of Agamotto. But you know, what I'm saying whatever. <laughs> mm. um, so do I. I have glasses. I have four eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I do like so. Thank you because I was I was curious about that that uh, Charlize Theron cameo because I had no idea who she was and I'm not a big. Doctor Strange comic book reader. So knowing that, you know, Clea Strange is, is is coming to the MCU, super excited for it. It's Charlize Theron, which is awesome. She's an incredible actress. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of her. Um, I am, I will say that I'm intrigued by this idea that they created, that he created an incursion and they get to fix it. 
So I want to see where that goes. And hopefully we don't have to wait another six years for Doctor Strange 3, the incursions of madness or whatever that's going to be called. So, <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and do it, guys. What is your ranking, final ranking for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Zach? Uh, you know what? I thought that was really great. And the points I did bring up are honestly, for me, kind of nitpicking at things that could have happened. Um, Book of Ashanti, like there's definitely some faults in this movie. Um, but my overall ranking is still 4.5 stars. I thought it was really great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'm going to see it again. I, I think that a lot of people might rate it lower because there's a lot more expectations they built up going into it. I would still give it four and a half. Wow. I, I'm going to have to follow up and also give it a four and a half. Um, I mean, yeah, the story has issues, but for me, where the, sto- where the story lacks, it's just made up by just Sam Raimi's incredible um, direction and just overall just wow. filmmaking. I, if, I know, I know that's cliche to say, but that's just that's how I see it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so four and a half. Wow. Uh, you're I, know, I feel you, like you, Phoenix is going to go three and a half. Yeah. That's my guess for Phoenix. Ooh, we. Uh, I, I am sitting at a very comfortable three stars. Because uh, <laughs> I called it. Yeah. Three. Jesus yeah. Christ. I'm sorry. Uh, like there are there are aspects of this that I really really enjoy, no question about it. But for me, four and a half, that's that's Spider-Man: Homecoming territory. That's that's Eternals for me personally territory. That's Captain America: Winter Soldier territory. I can't go that high with this film. Uh, I think it's it's got aspects of it that are really good, but it has so much, so many pacing issues, so many story issues. Uh, it's just not the story that it sets out to be. Like I said, it's called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and both of those things take a backseat to Wanda and, and finishing out Wanda's story. So... I thought it was cool, but it felt more like a prequel to to multiverse stories than it felt like an actual multiverse story. So, like that's that's where I'm at with it. Cool, it's great. I enjoyed it, but it, it doesn't crack the top tier of MCU movies for me. So, three stars is where I'm at. Damn. <laughs> so there you have it. Four and a half for these guys. Three stars for me. That's got to be the widest gap I think we've ever had. <laughs> not, not really, because we had, I'm thinking of ending things, and Nathan oh. and Nick both gave that, oh. f- like, what, five stars? And you and I, yeah. I gave it a half star. So. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Uh, what did you guys think of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Let us know at, on Twitter and on Instagram at FilmCodePod. Or, of course, let us know in the review section of this episode, because we will uh, love to love to hear from you guys on that all right so let's move on to what's 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 good gentlemen 
has been good for you this week, Brandon. What do you got? It has been a minute. However, I have not I have not had a minute to watch anything new. Um, <laughs> it's, it was finals week and just busy work week. So uh, this past couple weeks, so I just did not have a chance to really see anything. So um, I, it's it's stupid to say, but the 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 very end of what of our season two was good. I don't have anything to really give, <laughs> unfortunately. All right. Well, Zach. You can make up the slack because I know you've been watching a ton of stuff. So what's been good for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my first one would be um, Gattaca. Um, I, Phoenix, have you seen Gattaca? I've never heard of it. I am actually very surprised you haven't. It's, it is a classic film. Um, it is really great. I love it. It's basically this movie where eugenics has become a, a theme in the future in order to get a certain job. You have to have the right blood type, everything be perfectly healthy. And this guy finds a way to cheat the system to become an astronaut. Oh, and it, nice. and it shows you how he cheats. It's so cool. It's really great. I love it. Um, Phoenix, I'm really surprised you haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's called Gattaca. I might have uh, to add that It's to awesome. List. That's Gattaca, G-A-T-T-A-C-A, Gattaca. Um, and then the other movie that I've watched, another movie I've watched recently that I will have to recommend um, is actually, it's called Along with the Gods, Two Worlds. Have you guys seen that? Never heard of, of it. This is a Korean <laughs> film, actually. Um, and it's really great. It actually um, contradicts uh, some things I personally believe, but that's okay. The movie is still great. I still think you should check it out. Um, it's about the afterlife. It's about meeting the different gods through the seven trials of hell through, I believe it's Buddhism, if I'm correct. And they go through and the, all the gods test them in different ways. Um, it's a great story to tell. Really, really great movie. Um, along with the gods, the two worlds, that's the name of it. There's a sequel I haven't seen yet. So, um, but yeah, both pretty solid movies. I believe they both um, I think Gattaca has a 3.7 rating on Letterboxd, um, along with the Gods has a 3.5 average. So both good movies to check out. Super long, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that looks interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, those are not the things I thought you would recommend, actually. But <laughs> that's cool. Uh we are currently, if you're following us on Twitter, I am posting, uh, we're taking the entire month of May, dedicating it to animated movies. So we're calling it 31 Days of Animation. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so in celebrating with that, I watched a movie last night, uh, animated movie, for the very first time, I finally saw Treasure Planet um it took you this long yes <laughs> yes so I finally watched treasure planet which was pretty dope i'm not gonna lie like visually that movie was ahead of its time like that movie was really really impressive visually uh the story was cool not not the not the greatest i can see why it wasn't a bigger film that uh than it was but animation wise stellar I uh, love the character design. Uh, there's a scene where he's riding like a, a some sort of a solar so surfboard or whatever. Whoo, 
that was dope. Like just just as as a person watching it, wanting wanting something like that, that was sick. So I really enjoyed it. First time viewing, knocked out Treasure Planet. Uh, so yeah, if you're following along, 31 days of animation. Uh, we've already touched on some some great ones. Uh, we we talked to bad guys uh, last week. Uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse is on there. We also done an episode on that. So uh, yeah, check it out. Thirty One Days of Animation, Treasure Planet. If you ever get the chance, or maybe you've already seen it, like like these guys apparently have. <laughs> but uh, so you got Treasure Planet, uh, Gattaca, and what was it against the gods or against against the world? Uh, it is. Along with the gods, the two worlds. Along with the gods. There it is. And the second one is apparently called The Last 49 Days. So if you get a chance to see either of those, uh, let us know. All right. And that's been what's good from us here at Film Code. All right. It's that time. Final code word for season two. Final code word of season two. Brandon, it was your code word. Remind everyone what your code word was and all of your clues, please. So my code word for this week was twist. Um, The took place, it released between 1995 and 2000. The director of this film had a film come out in 2019 that people were kind of divided open over, actually very divided over. And then the film that I'm talking about, the director had a cameo in his own film. So that being said, in film code fashion, Zach is up first. Zach, what yes. do you got? So, um, so the code word Swiss. Um, I really don't know if size in. I was struggling for a few hours um, to even, there's just so many things it, it really could be um i feel like so i said twist is the code word because in this movie he can't get fired no matter how hard he tries so that's a twist (laughs) um it was released in 1999 um this the director is martin scorsese um the film in 2019 that was so controversial was the irishman it's actually a controversial film which i did not know um and so the movie I'm guessing is Bringing Out the Dead by Martin Scorsese because he also cameos in that movie. All right. Phoenix? Sweet. All right. So, uh, huh. Let's see if I got this. All right. Uh, you said it was 95 to 2000. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. No. So the movie I have is from the year 2000. Um, the movie that was super divisive in 2019, I think the, the most divisive movie I, I can remember uh, thinking of that year was Joker. Um, yeah, a lot of people were divided on it. <laughs> I happen to love it. So, you know what I'm saying? But no, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, what did he release in 2000? Well, I'm getting to that. <laughs> okay, yeah, go, go on, go on. So your director was Todd Phillips. He also did a cameo in this movie. And uh, the twist is that uh, this guy's trying to get to his girlfriend um, to prevent her from seeing something. 
but the twist is that she never got it, so it was kind of pointless in the first place. And that movie is Road Trip, uh, <laughs> directed by Todd Phillips, um, starring who's in who's in this? Uh, Sean William Scott of uh, American Pie fame, uh, DJ Qualls as well. So that's that's my guess. Road Trip 2000, directed by Todd Phillips. That was my other guess that I did not go with. <laughs> so, you guys would have both been wrong. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, there's so <laughs> many ways. This, this, there's so many ways this really could have gone. <laughs> Listen, I really thought I had that. I don't. <laughs> it's 1999's The Sixth Sense. Oh, duh. Twist. <laughs> Zach, please tell me. I've seen seen The Sixth Sense. Okay, thank God. Um, Who hasn't seen The Sixth Sense? I've seen it even before, like when I was younger. My my uh, father would play that for me. Like I, he that was his favorite movie. Yeah, I I I remember just the twist of that film. Just like you, you figured out he's been dead the whole time. It's just so good. Yeah. See this, the whole oh my gosh, the and then like award and the hints were like it could everything's there. And when you go to rewatch it, you're like, oh shit, that was what Phoenix and I both said though. Every like with the both 2019 movies with controversy around them, I almost picked that because of Joker twist. There are twists in both movies. Twist can be in any movie though. Like I feel like it was such a broad. I, I thought I thought the hints oh, would have been there because I mean the, the film that came out in 2019 was M Night Shyamalan's Glass. Glass. I see, hated I, that movie so I, much. I didn't see Glass, so I wouldn't have even thought of that. It's, it's not. No, I haven't seen Split. The only one I saw of that series was Unbreakable. Unbreakable and Split were both absolute bangers, but then you try to tie everything together, and then you kill the main freaking character in a goddamn puddle. Spoilers, bro. Sorry. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, main character is very vague, but okay. Oh my god! I I'm so mad they did that. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, people were super divided over this film, and then um, M Night Shyamalan actually cameoed in The Sixth Sense as the as one of the doctors. He cameos, I think, in all of his movies. So yeah, it makes sense. He was Doctor Hill. Mm. Okie doke. Never saw. Never saw Glass. I have seen, of course, The Sixth Sense, uh, an incredible movie. I mean, come on now. <laughs> Absolutely incredible movie. So maybe yeah. if I had seen Glass, I probably would have thought of that too. But when I look through my 2019 list, the only film that I could remember being super divisive was Joker. So, but there you have it. Uh, the Sixth Sense. So uh, that was our final code word of the season um so that that puts brandon i think you got your stump points i think that puts you at like seven or eight i think eight hopefully yeah eight what are you at you're at nine i'm at nine so i should have done double points on this uh uh i'll announce it but you already know season two cold word champion is me, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna get a title printed out. I gotta be air. I gotta be ignorant. So, <laughs> uh-huh. congratulations to me. <laughs> season two, co-word champion. That was a heck of a season, guys. Um, 
thank you guys so much for being here, man. Seriously, uh, a, a great run. I can't wait to see where we go from here. Thank you all again for listening. We hope you enjoyed the second season of Film Code. We're going to be back, hopefully bigger, better than ever. Um, it should be some exciting stuff coming down the, down the pike in, uh, in a couple of weeks. So, uh, Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C Ears over on Letterboxd. That's Fantastic Ears. Um, I, I'll, I'm hoping to start watching a lot, uh, a lot more movies soon because I have an entire month of hiatus from, um, from classes because the semester's over. And then I got about a month till summer starts up. So I got a little bit of free time here and there. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys again for listening. Thank you guys for a fantastic season two. Thank you to my wonderful co-host for a fantastic season two. And I'm so excited to hit it hard in season three. Yes. And Zach, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Zach Sneath. That is Z-A-C-H-S-N-E-A-T-H. And you can find me on Letterboxd at Z Sneaks. Um, like Brandon said, um, very thankful for my co-hosts this season. Um, thankful to be wrapping up a season on a podcast. Uh, it's the first time for me for that. Uh, thankful to be a part of the community of movie lovers. Um, thankful for you guys who listen. Uh, yeah, so uh, we will see you guys here shortly in a few weeks. And then I'm gonna kick it over to Phoenix to uh, wrap us up for the last episode of the season. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So you guys can find me on Twitter uh, at IMHO Reviews 1. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under PA Cloudin. And as always, guys, please follow our show uh, on Instagram and on Twitter at Film Code Pod. We will see you guys in season three. Hope you tune in for that. We are out of here. Closing out season two. Peace.